I really feel like we're phoning this one in. Um, I've been half asleep for the last, you know, 25 minutes. You're going a sudden softy, Alex, last 25 minutes. Yeah, I've already, st- that started a long time ago, unfortunately. Yeah. Like falafel. Um, Mike isn't even here yet, speaking of southern softies. Southern softies, yeah. <laughs> here this is. is a record. Here he is. Mike's usually the keen one. Mike's usually the one that's already here bright and early. Okay. That usually has to sit there listening to you, whatever you're doing, not knowing you're on. Usually having a wee. <laughs> <laughs> has been known. It's, um, yeah, we're phoning it in. I was saying to Sam, Mike, I think we're phoning it in a little bit today. I've, I was falling asleep watching Transformers Dark Side of the Moon and Bruce isn't here either, but that doesn't matter because he didn't get to the game because he's a bit of a part-timer, you see. Yeah, it's amazing how much time we can actually kill, isn't it, by letting Bruce t- let us talk about where he parked the car, where he went for his first pint, what the best way to the ground was. I I I went proper corporate in a way. I just I just did what the travel guide said and just say park at um park at this place and get a park and ride in. So I did that and I went and had a drink in the fan zone. Didn't like the beer. And um uh yeah, it was all right. There we go. Then in I saw you. I saw you. We have to talk about this because that was not a flattering image. I mean, there are very few images that are, but um, I knew my hair was receding and I knew I had a little bit of a bald spot, but that was something else. <laughs> I, was like, I, I know who scalp that is. That's Alex. <laughs> did you um, Did you not notice I put my hat on after that? No, because I didn't, I didn't see you again, but I did. as soon as I sent it, I said hello, and I thought, that might not be him. That might be really offensive. <laughs> I like, oh, it's it's offensive, it's offensive, but um, apparently I've got to make a decision at some point soon. Are you getting get a cheap one to Turkey or not, yeah? Pardon? Get, get a cheap flight to Turkey, is it? Yeah. I don't know. Do I want the teeth or the hair? I'm not sure. I'll get them both. You don't get a job lot? Uh, you, well, I don't know. You can do. Isn't it like two uh, for a fiver? Tom Tom left unceremoniously, Grimbo. He didn't want to do it anymore, um, which was a shame. But there we go. He left. That, that, that was it. <laughs> this week. Then we I got Sam in. I miss his floodlight, anal- his floodlight analysis. Oh, I didn't like the floodlights yesterday. The sponsor boards were actually brighter than the, um, than the floodlights, which was a very interesting mix. Yeah, the porn sponsorship boards, yeah, they were they were really bright. The delusions of grandeur is what I can only say um, <laughs> about it all as we stood on a three step terrace praying can, um, it doesn't rain. Can I just say I'm 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 quite off put by the fact Sam has good lighting, he has headphones, and he has a microphone, and he isn't delayed. This is really off putting. I know it's it's slightly um, embarrassing. I I do you know what Mike. I had the microphone that I'm going to give you in the car yesterday, just on the off chance. You know, you never know. You might have you just see me on the side of like the road or something. And just you know, you know, you might have been there. No, uh, I've got yes. um, I've got I've got NK Dons and Oxford penciled in that week, so that's that's my two. I think that I can get to this month. Evening, evening forum. Uh, I don't know, gents, ladies. <laughs> evening, Ben. Do you, do you want to see something funny, right? So my my wife has had to buy a light for work, like for her, this is her office desk. Do you want to see how bright this light is? You ready? Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah. That's blinding. Oh, 
Those like sleep I, deprivation lights. It's a good job we don't we're gonna wherever. come around and, and interrogate you in the morning. Don't good job we don't live anywhere near Heathrow's a flight path, isn't it? General Noriega. No, but you live near Gatwick's, don't you? <laughs> no, I live close. I live quite quite close to Heathrow. Just around the well, M25. There I go. don't know. This is going to be an interesting one, actually. I don't. Is I don't it? know. What, I'd I'd be very interested in what other people have to say uh, because I'm not sure where I am with it all. Um, uh, should we? Uh, Andrew, people are complaining about the commentary. Oh, was it bad? Yes. Oh, it was terrible. Green Green got you know. We'll get into Tundra, slow, Tundra got, got hammered. Did he? He spent he spent five. Now let's just be fair. It's a difficult job when you don't watch us all the time. So don't want to be too harsh. But he, he spent five minutes telling us Green had just been taken off, and then ten minutes telling us Green was doing fantastic. And then he had a shot on goal. I tell you, he's doing really well from the bench. Well, we had. Um... There's quite a lot of confusion about the the second goal scorer for us because the, we had the guy behind us, Sam, didn't we? Who was doing Sky Sports, yep. the goalkeeper who kept coming back from Sky Sports News, and I did make sure to swear quite loudly every time I could hear him muttering away into the camera. Uh, but um, he said Rose scored, uh, Foot Mob said Pike scored, um, somebody else said Hollahan had scored, and then uh, the I, club said I, Wilson scored. I said Holohan, I say Holohan scored. It looks, so it looks quite it looks quite conclusive. Apparently Holohan's not even trying to claim it, Wilson was saying, and Wilson's Wilson's claimed it and everybody seems to be going with that. But I think Pike's just trying to trying to claim it hit his shin pad, but I don't think anybody's having it. Um, Joe's saying, <laughs> Joe saying when Tonda is missing, there's only uh, one Scott Woodfort for the job. I reckon Scott is currently uh Buried in radio Christmas Radio Times work, and is uh is not doing anything else. But he's usually York bound nowadays, isn't he? Uh, but it's not doing his job. He just he just loves the Radio Times. It's his thing. Yeah, yeah just the crosswords and stuff. Yeah, I hope um I hope Tonda's away. Uh, all right, I don't. You know, I hope he just didn't want to go to Forest Green and there's nothing else untoward about it. Uh, so he got but, back. He got he got back after his bedtime, so I couldn't go yesterday. You can talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think with Tonda though, isn't it, isn't it one of those journeys that is really far, and now the BBC sort of try and use local people for for journeys that far, and you you know you lose you lose the the connection because you, you're using somebody that doesn't doesn't watch town very often. Yeah, those, BBC, those BBC those BBC cuts are biting. Sam, who uh, whose um, dissertation I believe was called "How to Def- uh, Defund and Deregulate the BBC." You know, as all sane people do. Wasn't actually on that. It was about impartiality, but the, uh, and the conclusion uh, and the conclusion. I didn't pass an opinion one way or the other about whether the BBC should we should get rid of the license fee. Anyway, apparently, because the, the other thing that was a bit funny about the commentary was they said that apparently they reckon there were only about 140 town fans there. Was the um... well, I I thought there was more than I think it's been uh, confirmed as 441 that we uh, there yesterday. That's a, that's a decent turnout given how far away it is from practically every. I thought it was more Weird. though. <laughs> it's that whole Sorry, side, isn't it? I'm full of coal. Sorry, it looked a decent a decent number on everything I've seen, but you know, I'm, I might stay up late tonight and count them for you. And then the only, the, the only thing I will say is that I, I I will prescribe to Bruce's usual query. It was a bit lacklustre, and can I can I say something controversial as well? 
You never, the, never. No, I know. I don't think the Mariners chant does us any favours. Like when it's, you know, full blown and, you know, you got 6,000 chanting it and screaming it. But when it's like 30, 40 people, just, <laughs> it just sounds all like, off, off time. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it sounds as lacklustre as, as a as a Paul as a Paul Linwood track back. Um, yeah. We had well, I'll give you a off yesterday, though, didn't we? It's not like it's not like we're getting stick from the FG, from the Forest Green fans that we could sort of like get into a bit of kind of banter with or anything. A, yeah, they did have a drum though. They had a drum in that, and they had it in like an ultra style scaffolding where the drum drum was at the top of it. He was at least three foot off the ground compared to the rest of people. Well, well, what do you expect? Plant-based pastry just flying at you or something? It's hardly, they'd, it's hardly run up. <laughs> Fenerbahce, is it? But I mean, I'll be honest, you've got that uncovered terrace. The weather was crap, you know, and it's an uncovered it's terrace. Raining, thankfully, though. I was terrified. I thought we were going to have a Bromley situation, but we seem to avoid like, it. I, yeah, I wasn't that surprised. You know, those sorts of games, everyone's like just trying to stay warm and stuff. But uh, it was warm in the chalet. Yeah, I, I can imagine it's a lovely temperature down in Bordeaux at the moment. Yeah. I do hope they I do hope they go down and we don't though they don't have to go there again next season. It's just I've just ticked it off the list, mate. That's all I needed to do, and I'm done with it now. I've been before. I shan't be in a shan't be in a shan't be in a hurry to go back. And that's the review I, of the Forest Green game. Um <laughs> let's, yeah, shall we roll beat? Yeah. Is Oxford still at the was it the Kassam Stadium? Oh yeah, it's yes. It's about it's about fifteen miles outside Oxford or something daft. Uh, that's that's the thing. So I'm doing MK Duns and Oxford. That's the thing. Like, I can't even tick either of those off. You know, I've been I've been to them before. So there you go. You come to Newport with me. I'm going to do a weird one. Right. I'm going to roll VT and we can have a proper chat. Are we on? We yes. We've been on for about ten minutes. <laughs> Phoning it in, people. Phoning it in. Open wide for some soccer. And now the shipping forecast issued by the Met Office on behalf of the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency at Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the DM35 podcast. Welcome aboard. Uh, since the last time you were with us, the Mariners uh, have uh, found the ball in the net nine times in the old onion bag. We've conceded four. Uh, but we slaughtered the the Goliath that is Slough Town. Uh, we, uh, we managed to valiantly come back against the behemoth of Forest Green, where there were tens of thousands of blades of grass there. Uh, to watch a um, two, two, two draw in the winds of the Cotswolds. Uh, and we really want your opinions on stuff. So they, you know, apparently 97 people watching live. Um, we would love your feedback and your thoughts on uh, where we are at the moment. 
I'm not sure. Uh, so it'd be great to get your thoughts on where we are. Rumours are abound of new managers. Every day we're getting a new one. It's a manager day of the week, a special of the week, whether it be David Healy, Danny Cowley, Steve Morrison. Who else have we had going in? Some random Justin, bloke from Gibraltar. Justin Cochran. Justin Cochran. You know, all of these. So, you know, where do you want the merry-go-round to stop? Uh, and do you want it to stop quite quickly? Or are you happy for it to go on uh, ad nauseum until we all feel sick and want to get off the ride? Um, I'm joined I'll by Sam I'll Barrett. Let you two, I'll, I'll let you two debate the last point there about where you want the merry-go-round to stop. Not sure I'm qualified to speak on that one. Uh, never qualified to speak on anything. Sam is here. Uh, Mike is here. Me and Sam were at the game yesterday. Um Mike was not Quell Supreme. Shot. Um, and count two. Two. Banters. Banters. Banters, lads. Banters. Uh, so, um, yeah, please do come in with your thoughts on everything so far uh, and on your thoughts on, you know, beating Slough, you know, into the second round of the FA Cup. Oxford United await uh, us in a um, three sided stand uh, at stadium not a stand uh, and we'll go from there really Sam we'll start with yesterday um, and then we can always go back to Slough did anyone actually go to the replay I didn't no and it, even I drew, even I drew the li- even I drew the line at that yeah there we go um, and then um, there we go so two all yesterday town went uh, two nil down um, uh, I think to a relatively soft penalty um, we started really well, in my opinion. I thought, you know, first 15, 20 minutes, I think we were the better team. And then it just felt like a malaise set upon us. They had a good, good couple of chances to be able to take it. The wind was very much in their favour. And I don't know whether or not that was talked about on what was apparently god-awful commentary, but it was a really windy first half. And that was pretty much the reason why they hit the bar and they had another couple of chat. They just sort of shot on sight for a while. Uh, Mike, uh, yes, question at the back, the, the respectable called man in the back. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Mike McMahon, DM35, yeah. Um, yeah, they did talk about the the um, the win, probably more than the football. It was mentioned more than more than 50 times, I think. Good. Well, it was. Andrew Nars has how much was, was the wind a factor? I think it was a little bit, Andrew. Uh, the ball kept getting uh, caught up in the air quite a bit. Um, and so... Um, it was um it was a bit of a um you know it was a bit of a factor and i was hoping it would come back in our favor i thought it wasn't a penalty but i think we had you know ample enough chances and opportunities to clear the ball as was the case in the second goal as well and then as we went in you just feel like oh god here we go again this is it felt like heads were down after an initially good start and that sort of apparent lack of leadership, even though you've got like Gavin Hollihan there, Sean Pearson, Ben Davis on the bench, you know, you've got experienced players everywhere on the around. And then um, second half, we sort of started to pull it out of the bag. Uh, you know, nice little finish by Donovan Wilson for the second. The other one felt a bit of a scramble. Um, but after we'd scored the second, it felt like there was only going to be one winner and it wasn't us. We didn't really sort of take the ball by the, the horns and try and push for a winner. It felt like, you know, we'd done our bit and then back to it. Um, then number 25, it felt like everything went through them. I thought um, quite a few of our lads had a decent game. Um, I thought Malarkey in the first half was pretty good. Um, I thought um, Hunt came on, had a nice little bit. That Sam, that little move he had when he sort of ghosted past three players and laid it off was pretty nice. Uh, Conta came on and, and, and did a, quite a bit. 
I, I just enjoy green full stop. Uh, Danny Rose was a bit busy. Um, and I thought Cartwright made a very good save at the end as, as, as well. Um, though Sam's friend was not as forgiven saying it was, it was just straight at him. He had no idea. Uh, but I thought it was pretty good. I, I don't think we should take his advice as gospel. He was just moaned <laughs> about absolutely everything. <laughs> Go on then. What did you think of it? Um, sorry, Cam for digging you out there. Um, the, um, he took everyone else out. You might as well. He took, he took everyone else out, didn't he? Nobody, nobody was safe. Well, he, it was nobody. He was blaming the kit man at one stage, wasn't he? Um, what was it to say? Um, I'm conflicted, like you. I don't really know with it at the moment. That I, I was having the debate with myself almost last night, thinking, are we just low on confidence? Was I got fragile confidence that that um, increased a little bit on the back of last week? With several players out of form that need a kind of a new manager, a new direction, a new set of ideas, something to give us a bit of a lift and a bit of purpose? Or are we actually quite a poor side that are going to be down there at the bottom of the league unless we throw some serious cash at it in January? Um, I'm, I, I lean more towards the first one because it's sort of like inherent, inherent optimism. But I thought what you said was pretty, pretty accurate, to be honest, Alex. I mean, we started off well as we do but then we can see a chance and everyone just panics don't I mean the number of times the ball goes into our final third and defenders is just panic stations isn't it um, we don't have any kind of calming influence no one kind of it's almost like uh, we have no controlling. shape <laughs> yeah um, we completely lost shape uh, completely lost um, uh, what's the word well cohesion almost shape um Shape. Right, okay. There's the think of better words than shape. Keep or shape. No shapes. Um, we um, but going forward, we're all right. I mean, we create plenty of chances. We're score, scoring plenty of goals. Then the flip side to that is, you say, right, they were really poor yesterday, and I thought they were really poor. Like you could see why they were. They'd lost three 0 at Tranmere last week. Um, McAllister, the guy who scored both goals, looks a decent player. I mean, the finish for the second goal is quality. I mean, we can talk about the kind of Green and Rogers. What on earth the pair of them are doing in the build up to that? Um, but as much as you like, but the quality, the finish is quality. Um, and then, as you say, when we when we get back to 2 2, we've got all the momentum with us, and we just kind of, in a sort of n- almost negative way, just kind of somehow surrender all the initiative that we had. Um, so much so that they forced a great side to save out of Cartwright and blazed over the bar. They managed to create a chance in the last minute stoppage time down the left-hand side. They, two left they also had a header, didn't they, which they glanced and it kind which of they, scraped they the post, it. didn't it? And we offered, we didn't like scoring a winner at all after the... No. I mean, I remember saying when we scored, Alex had 10 minutes to hold on. I was ta- I was taking the point from that position. Uh, you were more you were more gung-ho, come on, let's get into him. Um, I'm a simple man. <laughs> so you cannot, so I stay on the I stay at the start by sort of saying I think we need a new manager we need some new we need some new impetus it's fairly clear the owners are not going to rush this process they are not going to let um, results or circumstances um, change the process they're going through they've got a very clear plan of what they want to do um, which I back to a to a great extent but we don't I mean on the face of it Pearson and Davis have managed four games one two lot one two drawn two it's not not that bad is it but um, they could have set the the first sorry the sort of middle fifteen to sixty minutes yesterday wasn't very encouraging at all. We don't play well for ninety minutes. We haven't all season. We play well in spells and concede a goal and our heads drop. Uh, um, I suppose it's, it's strange that we started coming from behind all of a sudden. 
um, two games, winning with one point from from losing positions. Um, but I think there's a the, the look at the central defence in particular. So in the last few weeks, he's taken Conti and Issa out of the team because they we know they're better players than they're showing, but they're that they're both woefully low on confidence and need taking out the firing line to protect themselves as much as anything. I know Issa's going to win an international break. Harvey Rogers needs taking out of the team for his own good. He's nervous. He plays this ridiculous little ping up field when he doesn't know what to do with it. Um, and he's really struggling with his own games. Now, if we had a sort of credible alternative on the bench, which Luke Warsfall has demonstrated he is not this season, I don't think Rogers will be playing. Um, are you saying? But, are, you, are you saying the first person that we really miss from last season is Andy Smith? That was exactly the point I was going to make. Sorry, mate. I didn't. I didn't know that. Sorry. That's no problem. It's great minds think alike. Um, I say that I think we're missing Smith more than we think we are, and I think despite the fact he was a young lad, I think he was a bit. He was a man. Um, and we're really lacking men. Without wishing to um, kind of become quite macho and macho about this, I think you know what I'm trying to say. Um, but I listened to the interview yesterday. It just sounds like that Davis and Pearson have got next week as well. Um, I don't know what's the reason to that, whether they're just kind of being doing good due diligence or whether we're actually struggling to identify someone to take the job. I, I can't make my mind up on that one either. Um, but Sam, I, we can see I'm, you picking your nose. You're, you're on on a camera. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have I blown my nose or blown my nose already during the, during this speech? Do you want to go blow your nose for a minute? Go sort your set out no, and we'll have a chat. It's fine, but we're doing it all evening otherwise. It's Look, fine. The, um, the only highlight I had was that I made the linesman laugh, which I think I was impressed I was impressed with. If I can make the lino laugh. Ironic since you were calling him bald headed, given what given how we started the show, talking about your kind of de- challenges in that department. Look, I can get it in while I can. Uh, he didn't see that camera angle, so he he, he can't tell. But I told him he needed a bubble act because he'd get cold. And he doesn't and know what the passback rule is. And you told him to give us a penalty in the second yeah. half. And he, yeah. and he, he did say, I'm not getting involved, mate. You had a conversation <laughs> with the line out. I'm not getting involved. Oh, the linesman's not getting involved. Yeah, that, that's I'm really... I'm 70 yards away. Drawing. I'm 70 yards away. I'm not getting involved, mate, were his exact words. <laughs> it's it's me and Glenn having a berating him. <laughs> not doing me. And also, right, that it, was a passback, wasn't it? No, it was not a passback. It was a passback. If he can control that, why is he not playing for England? Uh, Grimbo says he wants the Cowley so backed. I assume that's a sexual thing. Um, uh, John Lewis is saying Sam's hairline isn't far off Alex's. Uh, yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mine's fighting a battle in retreat as well. It's it points. I tell you, this is this is now Grimsby Town with five minutes to go and 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 trying to save a point. Uh, There's no battling <laughs> retreat there, mate. He's given up. <laughs> it's every man for himself. It's, I've been to France too often. It's just falling <laughs> into line. Um, look, I, I, look, I think I, I think you're both right on yesterday's game. I would say the first 15, 15, 20 minutes, I thought we were really good. I thought we got in quite a few times down the left and down the right, and I was a bit disappointed we hadn't nicked something early on. Um they seem to want to play the ball out quite a lot, which got them in trouble, but also got them up the pitch uh, quite a bit once they beat our press. I'd say after the 15, 20 minute mark, I think they'd worked out that if they just put a deep ball, a, a deep ball over the top of us with the wind, which, which seemed to be causing havoc, they seem to get a lot of luck because we don't, as we've said before, we look an absolute nervous wreck in the, in our, in our defensive third of the pitch. Um, and, and I think, 
they worked that out and they exploited that well. The frustrating thing is both of their goals came from us having possession. You know, you've got Ma that took an age when he went into the left channel to clear the ball, didn't really clear it properly. And there's another phase of play and there's a goal. And there's another phase of playing the penalty and the goal. It wasn't a penalty, but um, there you go. And Green dallying on the ball too much, which happened quite a lot in that game in midfield until Conte came in. Just too much, not got as much time as they think. Uh, lost the ball and then for some unknown reason, Rogers decides to come and, you know, try and be Superman and, and, and win everything, misses everything. And it's left a whacking great, whacking great hole in the middle of our defence. They just waltz through. They nearly made a made a mess of it. You know, because they were cleaning and then they, you know, a, a few little little side passes and they they, they scored a, a good goal. But I think credit to Sean and Ben. Um, they obviously changed it at half time. We've been crying out for that for ages for changes in game. Um, and it's not the first time they've done it. You know, I think the, the Morgan game, they did it and changed the game. And this is the second time. So full credit to them for that. I think Conte, Conte did well, controlled the game. Well, I'm not sure how much has to do with with him, I think he played well, or or the changing conditions with the wind on our side, second second period. But I thought I thought we were good value for a point. Um, uh, I think we created quite a lot. I think we had something like sixteen shots. You know, so Sam's point is 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 quite true. We can't defend, but we can score. Um, so at least there is only one thing and not two things to fix for the new people coming in. Um, just in can terms of in there, Mike, is it, isn't that a po- isn't that a positive? Do you not think it's if you think yeah, it's, it's, positive. Like it's, easy, it's probably yeah. easier to solve being defensively vulnerable than it is to create more. Yeah, defenses. and I, I, I think I think you're I think you're right. What you say, I was speaking to you yesterday about it, wasn't I? You know, when you have players that have poor form, whether it's a striker, a midfielder, a keeper, or a defender, you, you you it doesn't make them a bad player. You know, Conte's had a bit of bad form, it doesn't make him a bad player. And the same with any footballer. What sometimes you need to do is take a player out of it for a couple of games, give them a rest, let them come back in. What we have is that the only option as a full-time centre-back is Luke Waterform. We've spoken before about our love for Luke and the fact he's a legend at this club and he's achieved a lot. But he himself has looked not as steady as he used to be. Now, we don't know if that's because of how we were trying to play in the high line. He was also, and this is this is really harsh to say, but he was also a pivotal part of one of the reasons we got relegated. Yeah, but I, I know we spoke about that at the time, but I think he was... Yeah. You know, he was trying to trying to play a way he couldn't play. But I, I get it, but that's the thing, isn't it? If he's trying to play that way and he's in that sort of form, it, it has a tendency to go that way, doesn't it? And yeah, Andrew at the minute Mas- he looks like he looks I said like that. <laughs> yeah, at I the said minute that. He, he looks like like how Holloway was trying to play him. You know, as a ball playing centre back, and he's not. He's a stopper. You're not not too high up the pitch and don't want much at his feet. So you're quite right there, Sam. There's no option to change things around. I don't think Mar or Rogers are particularly bad centre-backs. You know, we know Mar's not because we've seen him. And Rogers can't because he had a good few seasons in League One. What they do look is absolutely shot of confidence. And whether it's the partnership or if it's if it's just the, the constant of every week conceding and shipping goals, you need the option to be able to take somebody out and, you know, and... And freshen it up. Last thing I would say, well, last two things on the game yesterday. I thought Andrews had a good game, and I think Pike had a good game without really scoring or, or doing much. I think he, he was a good outlet on the left in that channel. And I think when you get the ball in the channel to Pike one on one with a fullback or a or a right side of centre back, I, I think he's he's an asset there. There was one particular one where he picked the ball up on the halfway line, dribbled it half the length of the pitch, and got a good shot off. Um, and I also think, um, despite the commentary, which you guys wouldn't have heard, 
I thought Glennon had a really good game as well. We look most dangerous when we've got that ball. Oh, Mike, the... Mike, Mike, Mike. Three times in the game, three times did Sam compliment Glennon. 52nd minute, 63rd minute, and I think there was a time towards the end of the game as well. Was he not watching for the rest of it? Because that doesn't surprise me. He's a good player. You've even got my bloody flatmate jumping on that one about Glennon, who didn't know Glennon was a few weeks ago, and now all of a sudden he's, he's laughing about how much I praise Anthony Glennon. So thank, thanks just, for just, that just, just to finish uh, that point off, and I'll let you guys have a go, is we look the most dangerous when we get the ball down the left and we work it and get a ball in. Uh, Alex Rodman seemed to have an issue with, with Glennon's delivery yesterday, and I thought it was it was great. I thought there was one or I never two... Did, I never did, like, never did like Alex Rodman. Yeah, there was one or two that, you know, didn't go where they should have done. But there were so many of those balls were just were just begging to be put away. Um, and I think, you know, the first goal we scored was from that little short corner to him at the back post. So I thought he had a good game as well as Pike and, and Andrews. And I'll shut up now for a minute. I, I don't mind. I think um, it's been, you know, for the first time in a while, that was a pretty comprehensive review. No, Bruce is here. We can, you know, start talking about that instead of talking about, you know, this was... You know, this was the date on the day that Ivan Yeah, exactly. So you know, we've had a chance to talk about the game. I thought, do you know what? I know Sam. You said they were. I thought both teams looked like they don't look like two teams that will get relegated this season. They they weren't amazing, but they didn't look like those sort of teams that were, I think both teams will finish slightly higher than they are. Again, I've been talking about this for someone today. About I think we've got some sort of collective uh, PTSD about this a little bit. We mm. wouldn't. I. I think that because we've been relegated from the league twice before, um, this side doesn't resemble either of the sides that got relegated before. But because of the league position, because of the results and because of the kind of nature of recent games, I think people are getting a little bit, including my, I think include myself in this, getting a little bit overly concerned about it. Um, but I thought they looked poor. I thought we looked poor. I thought, just going back to the Andrews thing, I thought he did well again on the ball. He's a bit lightweight. Um, I'm never going to forgive him what he thought he did against Colchester, but we can, we can. Uh, everyone's everyone's that. allowed redemption, but I was just as equally pissed off about it. But, but, but we've got to part that because I think he's done. I think he's done pretty well. Since. As he did, as he watched the player run away. And I think it's worth sticking with Glennon because I mean, as we joked about my dislike of left backs yesterday. Um, love right backs, hate left backs. Draw your own conclusions on that one, people. Um, the Danny Amos, I, I think Danny Amos has um, proved that he's basically he's all right as a league defender, but that the ceiling with Glennon is a hell of a lot higher than than Danny Amos. It, and he did he did have a bit of a moment, didn't he? Where right at the end he let he let them in and they should have scored. I think sometimes the reason you don't see a lot of defensive changes in a game is because that is that is a position that's really difficult to to get up to speed. But two two quick points. Firstly, I think the last two two or three games have proven a point to us where we were questioning about character. And whilst we've not got that that spirit of you know keeping a clean sheet, what we do have is the character where we've come back in games twice. You know so. Whilst we're not there yet, we, we do know there is a bit about this team and they're scoring goals. So we just need to sort that centre, that, that centre sort of central defensive area out. Um, yeah. And the defensive thing's fine to it's not going to say fine, it's not fine at the moment, but I, I, I mean, we have short memories, don't we, as football fans? Um, so we have short memories in politics. We have short memories in it as football fans. Um, I go back to, again, I mentioned that Bradford game as a turning point that, that, that 
Before that, we were saying that Mar and Rogers, these are the best. This is the best defensive partnership in the league. How on earth have we signed Harvey Rogers? These two are these two were with a real deal, and we are not going to concede many goals with these two in the side. Um, so they are better players than they're showing, and um, maybe maybe the waterfall thing. Maybe he's rusty because he's not really had a run in the side at any stage. He's not. He's played one and two games here and there. Maybe you gave him a few games, throw a five, I don't know, uh, probably a cup game thrown in there as well. He could get up to speed a little bit more and give Rogers a bit of a break in the firing lines. Mm-hmm. I'm not writing Rogers off, by the way, of any stretch of the imagination. I'm saying that he's a good player who needs um, taking out taking out the side for his own good as much as anything. And we've talked about why, why he's done that before. But I think we're a couple of players off actually being a properly decent side, um, like really controlling centre-half. Well, that's that's um, the whole point of Division Four, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, the teams teams are much of a muchness, and it's only when you'll get those ones that have got completely devoid of any confidence whatsoever. Like, you know, we've seen quite a few of them, um, and um, they get relegated, and then the rest of them are a decent striker away, or a you know a leader in the middle of the park, or you know a box to box midfielder that wouldn't they'll make it. It's the same with Stevenage. Stevenage weren't an incredible side last season, but they were just well organised and had a couple of decent players that took them up, isn't it? It's all, it always seems to be the way, especially down here. We just shot one, of which we, one of which we signed. Yeah. I, I yeah, just I'm, feel I'm, like I, that guy, I just feel like train spotting when they could say it's shit being Scottish. It's shit being in Division 4. It really is. The football's so shit. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I've had a, I have had a conversation in the last week about how the conference was more fun. It ended up with people saying, be careful what you, I wasn't saying that, but be careful what you wish for. Well, with uh, with Waterfall, mate, I think it is, like we said a minute ago, I think it might be in the higher line we're playing this year. Um, so if he comes back in, maybe you want to be a bit deeper. Um, I, I agree, again, with the Rogers point. Um, and Mar, to some extent, he's not, he's not you know, um, covered himself in glory. I'm just very, um, very apprehensive or reticent to, to write players off. Um, after a bit of bad form, it's called the Rob Jones effect, I think, because I thought he was he was absolute terrible. And then we had that second season where he was a world beater. Um, but just for me, the the final thing about yesterday was I was, you know, made my day. We we saw for the last ten minutes Anthony Glennon playing left wing, you know. So that was uh, it was it was been... it was too many left backs for Sam yesterday. He he was starting to cry. I think he hunkered down. There was too many of them. Because I did, I did say that a while ago about maybe seeing him in, on left midfield a little bit, and then everybody jumped on me saying, "Well, you know, why are you going to drop Easter?" And I did make the point. I'm not on about now when Easter was scoring. I was like, when we have injuries or or bad form. I think um, if you can use two, him as an outlet, he, left, he could be a good winger. Two left backs, Sean. Are you are you insane? <laughs> you made the joke yesterday, Alex. I know, but it was funnier now. I could, I could bigger go audience the whole now. Yeah, yeah, it's bigger audience. It was quite a funny day. Yeah, was like, who'd, who'd watch Peep Show around us? That was the that, that was the. <laughs> uh, people must get tired of standing near me. Um, um, yes. Shut up! Oh, that's so um, loud. Sorry, mate. I thought yeah, I when he, when yeah, he came, ne- when, he came yeah. when he came and stood next to me yesterday, Mike, I was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Not again. It's <laughs> good. <laughs> Piss off back to France. Saw <laughs> so that shine coming from a mile off. Oh, I'm not having that. That's me. Um, right, here we go. So some people have been actually listening to us wittering on. Uh, J Rod says, "Would you stick? Sh- would you stick with Sean and Ben if we win the next two games?" Uh, no, from no. me. Uh, they're also part of the coaching team that put us in this mess in the first place. Um, and you know, I think we need fresh ideas. 
just, just on that, I think it's largely the relevance. I think I posted somewhere the other day that I've nothing against Sean and Ben. I think they've done a really good job so far, actually. Um, but I don't think there's any circumstances that the club would would go for them. And I wouldn't want them to. I mean, they're Sean, obviously, more so, but they're two, two lads that have been at the club for a while. And I would hate for the hate for them to be given the job early and then not work and tarnish your reputation and then leave the club. I would rather they stayed here, learnt their trade. They obviously have something about them from what they've done over the last couple of games, but I'd like them to do a bit more of an apprenticeship and maybe the next appointment might be a Sean Pearson or Ben Davis. But um, I, I think it's a mute point because I can't see for the life of me any circumstances with the quality of the candidates we're apparently after um, that they'd they'd even entertain giving it to them. The quality it's of the candidates we're apparently after. You're more positive about the names floating around than I am, Mark. If that's, if that's well, that, that's that, that's not normal, mate. You're you're forever a pessimist, and I'm always happy clapping over here. Always he's always he's been uh, he's been looking at the polls. That's why. Um, I was, Andrew I was Matthew about says, to make that joke as well. Actually, it's funny being twenty six is... behind in the pond does to people. <laughs> it's um well, if you stop pay- paying so much attention to the polls, you know, pre Brexit, um, we, we might not be in this month. Uh, Andrew that's, Matthew that's says uh, we are like. Hang I was on. going to say, I I'll think the only over—I think the only overseas manager in the betting market was David Healy. I don't know. Uh, we are like uh, Kevin Keegan's Newcastle. Harvey made a quality save at the end, says Grimbo. Yeah, we've already talked about that. Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, I think he's grown into that position. And after what was a shaky start at the beginning of the season, I think he's our number one at the moment. Though I wouldn't, I would still be looking for, you know, what might be out there. Um. Rogers says played uh, Rogers played the long dagger ball less yesterday, thankfully. He still played it far too much, Simon. Uh, Mark Warrell says the commentary was diabolical. I can imagine it was. It sat and we're getting that thing. You know, everybody moans about Tonder until he's not there. Um Grimbo says uh, we are we're in trouble if we don't get Sutton. Go back to the wind thing. Hold on a second. I find it really what? tiring in some ways that we complain about the wind. We play by the bloody sea. We should be better equipped to deal with it than anybody else. And we also designed the stadium to maximise wind. We didn't build the Findus block in the wind. We we put it up as a deflector to bring it back again, didn't we? Are you really saying there's that much forethought that went into it? Also, the Findus blocks the sun. So it, it struggles to kind of, when it gets really cold or wet, it, it struggles to dry the pitch. The Grinchwick Park should be rotated by 180 degrees. If you were oh, don't get Alex started, no. Don't get Alex 90. started. That's his big if plan. We rota- if we no. rotate the pitch by 90 degrees and buy the houses behind the main stand over a, a year, you know, I don't know, a long time, it would create larger sides on the, where the Ponto and the Osmond is to create a large side stands. And you could use the Findus as an end stand and then we could have a small end at the other side, maybe for corporate facilities. Is that what you wanted me to talk about, Mike? Yeah, yeah, mate. Could you, could you, could you write us a piece on it as well? I will do, yeah. Um, speaking of writing your piece, Jack says, can you get something in for the programme, by the way? You haven't responded back to him. Um, I had a message. Yes. <laughs> um, Mark Warren says, really, uh, they've done a great job, but I don't yeah. think they are the answer, short-term, mid-term, long-term. Would love to be proven wrong, but I think we are ideally placed to form part of the backroom staff for the next boss. I agree with you, Mark. I think that's probably where I want them to say. Um, John Lewis says, to say... Uh, to say they were poor is rubbish. That had mul- they had multiple chances to put the game to bed. Saved by Cartwright, crossbar and narrow misses. I-, I thought they did have a fair few chances yesterday, John. I think we were. We I thought we them. were the better team. Pam? Only because we let them. Because we're, def- we're defensively uh, disorganised, <laughs> uncommunicative. Well done, Mike. Um, 
Uh, Taco Brew says, yes, Alex has been saying we need to rotate the pitch for years. I was right, yeah. I think we should also have taken that bit of land next to where the salmon farm's going to be as well. Because um, that's bigger and better. Uh, I don't know what else we need to say about that. That was the game yesterday. Um, another point, at least. Uh, I, I just don't know. We've got Sutton next, haven't we? Uh, I don't want it. I hate saying it's a must-win game because it's not. If we lose, we can stop, the season it's hasn't not, finished. Th- th- there's no such thing at the minute. I think the biggest takeaway I'm taking, takeaway I'm taking, is that, you know, we, we've gone through... A what lot is your takeaway of choice, Mike? <laughs> I'm, I'm taking this takeaway away with me. Um, so we've gone through a lot of the season, not looking like winning, not looking like like competing in a lot of games. Um, and what's happened since Paul's left? Granted, two of the games are FA Cup games against, you know, minor teams. But uh, there's, a team, there's a team that is starting to get a couple of results together. You know, showing some confidence, showing some attacking um, flair and playing a way where I think we're going to create chances to score goals. We just sort that defence out, which isn't the most difficult task at a football club, sorting a defence out. Um, I think we've started off on the on the right the right way. We've also got Vernon, Isak, Khan that weren't available yesterday. Um, you know, so th- there's a lot of options as well th- that we are missing. So I think it's... a uh, corner turned and I you know if we don't beat Sutton it's not the end of the world this early in the season get the new manager in have a transfer window get the team playing together I think we're fine absolutely fine um, I happen to think we will, I think we'll beat Sutton next week but um, guys, I think we'll at home with the crowd behind us I think we'll try and play at a tempo again that they won't be able to cope with um, well, yeah so I mean last, so, last year we struggled didn't we because the way they play I think this year you know, if they if anyone's going to come to Blundell Park and not create a lot of chances, we're going to score two or three goals. I think playing like this, so at home particularly, if you're limiting teams, I think you'll be you'll be winning more of your home games, especially teams like Sutton who I think set up in a way to play away from home, which doesn't mean they get they get the ball forward as much as as teams if you're playing them away higher up the league. On to the. On to the Sam. You need to say what you say because I'm moving on. While I say on the one hand, it's um, difficult. It's um, uh, you kind of have got this kind of collective post-trauma about relegation. I also wouldn't be surprised if we actually ended up finishing in a similar position to last season. That's not kind of like sort of lays bare like the conflict in my own head about this. That I can't really, even though we're now late November, I still can't really work out if we're actually any good or we're actually any or actually really or actually bad. You always think the worst thing is going to happen, Sam. Chill out, mate. Be fine. We, well, let's be entirely honest. The worst thing happens more often than not. So I'm absolutely, worst, I'm, worst not, things I'm not allowing Mike to take the Tom Sargent view of we're not getting relegated as we're being relegated. So, you know, it can be, it can happen. I know the table's tight. You know, we're only two points off 16th. So, um, and three points off 15th. So it's not, um, you know, we've got a chance of moving up pretty quickly, which hopefully we can, you know, make the new manager aware of. And speaking of the new manager, so we can finally fucking move on from 2-2 with Forrest Green. Um, uh, Andrew Matthew says, fans forum this Friday, maybe, uh, I assume the owners, uh, will announce something. I'll tell you something, Andrew. Whenever they come on here, they tend to have something up their sleeve that they've announced sort of 12 hours before they come on come on the show. And it's usually those guys that come out and reach out to us. Um, so, um you know, you never be wrong. I would imagine they would quite like someone in, and I would like someone in this week. I saw a couple of people having a pop saying we don't need somebody in now. I think, I know they've been, the Sam 
Sam made a point at the game yesterday. They've been doing it for six weeks. I don't think they have. I think we had this conversation last week as well, where it's about the process, seeing who's around. And then, you know, they didn't start in earnest until Hurst had gone. But we've had a couple of weeks now. Um, we've got a fair few people around. I think there's, you know, headhunters in, you know, the the person who's picked in, uh, you know, who's been looking at some of the players is looking at managers. Um, uh, and um, uh, so I think... I would like to see someone coming in this week because I think we need. He needs to know what he's got, play about with it, and then he can start making his thoughts on what needs to be improved for um, for, for, January. for the January transfer window. Yeah, we've, we've got to be at the business end of it, haven't we? Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want, do you want the betting market? Go on then. Oh, this will be, this'll this'll be, be fun. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, Mike. Let's find you some good music. Um, I don't because then my uh, mic doesn't work, mate, when you get music on. That's <laughs> it. Let's do it. Let's that's what it. you want, isn't it? Um, there we go. <laughs> right. Then. So uh, we've got Danny Cowley at six to four, Sean Pearson three to one, Nathan Moody at four to one. It does make it weird, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Should you want me to start again? Yeah. So we've got Danny Cowley at four. Sean Pearson at three to one, uh, Nathan Rooney four to one. As I said, I think somebody in his family's putting money on for that. Uh, David Artell five to one, Justin Cochran from Brentford, um, Brentford's um, head of coaching ten to one. Steve Morrison, a, a new entry this weekend with a, a rumor from somebody who reached da, 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 da. contract <laughs> negotiations ten to one. David Ely fourteen to one. Ben Davis at 16 to 1. And early favourite Phil Parkinson and Liam Richardson have drifted out to 21 uh, to 20 to 1 and 25 to 1. That's because nobody got a tenner on them for a fortnight. That's that's all that means. Grimbo says, Would you be really disappointed? Would the podcast be really dis- uh, disappointed if we appointed Nathan Rooney? Yes. Would, would you, would you disband the would you disband the podcast itself? Oh, I didn't read it properly. Probably uh, no. Well, maybe, but it would be a lot of good content, um, which is the only thing I would say. There are two, there are two, two Twitter accounts out there, Tom Williams and HC Football, who are seen as sort of uh, people to listen to when it comes to lower league matters. And whenever they write about a particular manager, they seem to know who they are for a start, which is impressive. Um, and then they tend to, you know, you know, I don't know. I've never heard of them. And then they go, they, there's a three articles at least written by the, you know, the Daily Mirror's team about them. I saw the Daily Mirror's guy was talking about um, Steve Morrison. Does anyone know about him? I don't know. Yeah. So he, um, I think he finished his career at Cardiff and then, and then took over on a, um, on a temporary basis, um, kept them up, got a year, um, kept them up again. And I think he, he got, um, Got the sack after ten games, three wins. I think it was in his in his last season. Um, he's currently at Horn, Hornchurch, I think, who are top of the Ishmael League. Um, with some rumours in the summer, he was in negotiations to go back to Cardiff. Um, seems the rumour is that we're in negotiations, but we um, can't a- agree a fee. I would suspect if that is true, um, and if he nearly went back to Cardiff this season, the the fella fancies himself higher up the division, and I think the Horn. On church one looks like it was just something to keep him ticking over, uh, which is a big risk actually. Because if he'd got that wrong, um, then he could have waved bye bye to any EFL jobs. But he's he's had he's had experience at Cardiff. He's stuck surely higher than twenty first in League Two. 
Well, well he's, he's, he's currently to be at Hornchurch. Yeah, he's currently in the. <laughs> he's currently below Scunny, so you know. There, there's that. As we're cool. slow, we beat them seven two. There's the review of that game. None of us went. Um, there, that was that part of it. I don't know. I, I don't know who we 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 bring in. He does. He does the the, the you know. And none of us have seen any of his football, and, and none of us have seen a lot of the people's football that will probably True. come in. But it is it is quite widely discussed that he does like to play play an attacking brand of football. So that sort of appointment, a young manager on the way up possibly, uh, with some experience and liking to play an attacking brand of football. That would be on brand for the ownership. It's one of these where my initial reaction was was like, oh, really? And then I thought about it a bit and I try to think about things occasionally. Um, and I thought, eh, you know, maybe. You know, there's no reason it, it wouldn't. You know, he's had a decent bit of experience at Cardiff. So um, I think whoever does come in, um, whether, I, whether I'm underwhelmed or, or whelmed by it, um, I think they'll always get get our uh, backing but um, I, I really do hope we get the Cowleys that's, that's who I want really Do you not think if we could get the Cowleys though they'd already be here because it'd be sort of it's such a kind of obvious they're they're clearly on paper at least the best Cowleys No, no because I think I think these these guys that you know Jason, Andrew I think they're proper businessmen that'll do a proper process they, they won't do this, the Slade replacing big nut stuff they'll they'll do a proper well, process a wedding didn't yeah, didn't finally ask him at a wedding. Yeah, and then then appointed him three days later or something. Yeah, they won't do that. There'll be a process, and they will finish that process. So, um, I, I don't, I don't think if Danny Cowley said on the second day of the of the um, uh, of the job being vacant, I want the job. I don't think that would change their timeline at all. They'll want to interview people and they'll probably want to do second interviews. Um, you can see that's true by the fact we're rumoured to have approached um, David Healy for permission to speak to him. Um, but I don't think that's anything else other than we want to speak to a plethora of candidates. I'd be surprised if we've not spoken to Phil Parkinson. Can we not use words like well. plethora, please? Remember the audience. Multitude, myriad. But they a lot. Loads. Massive amounts. Said loads. <laughs> Shit ton. Is that better? We we've got to, you know, stay in our wheelhouse. We can't use words like plethora. Are we? Still Is that it? Cool. That's the end of the show. <laughs> um coming everybody. We've got Slough coming up. Uh, a couple of things. Um, uh, um Slough are gone, mate. Never going there again. Look, sorry, I'm just having a look. Could could I just say one thing? Simon Hodson says his name is a shop too. Can I j- just just speak without filtering? It really annoys me. He's not got the second R in his name. My OCD with the with the Morrison. Just saying. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll just add an S on, and it'll be all right. Yeah. Um, why would Danny Cowley reject Bradford for us? Because we are a better run club than Bradford. I'd say Grimbo. They are an absolute skip fire. Absolute skip fire, Bradford. Just, just have a and, look. They, and you need to start that as well. It is Division Four Bradford because that's where you know that's where they now Let's live. At, if you want to look at how that's a managerial graveyard, look at Derek Adams succeeded at Morecambe, succeeded at Plymouth. So we've seen in Morecambe twice. You could argue um, goes to Bradford, stinks the place out. Now sometimes appointments don't work out, but the fact that he did so poorly, given a kind of the rest of his career, he's produced nothing but success. Basically, I think indicates a pretty fundamental problem at Bradford City. Um, I mean, they think they're a massive club because they basically sell uh, season tickets with Happy Meals. 
So they got three and a half thousand for the um Wickham, the Wickham, their Wickham home game in the re in the cup, not the replay, the first game. Three and a half thousand is all they had. So they're not actually, they've just got a kind of an artificially high fan base because of their huge away support, because of their huge season ticket and reduction. I mean, they didn't sell out at Notts County yesterday. I mean, there'll be a lot of them thinking, thank God I didn't They are that. also a city of half a million as well. And but they as- are so, but they're on they're on the doorstep of of Leeds, aren't they? So it's like if, if say you live round like living Keelby or Caister or I don't know, you're gonna support us. Whereas if you're any of those surrounding areas around West York, you're gonna support the, the scum, aren't you? So it doesn't it's not really really how it works, but yeah. I would say as 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 a Yorkshireman that spent a lot of time in Bradford, I don't feel this is too harsh to say I'm gonna take a leaf out of Alex's book talking about Luton and say it's also an absolute shithole. I've been to Bradford twice because we all did everyone all also have to go to the um film and television museum in Bradford as a school trip because I had to do it twice. Yeah. So you've never it. been to Valley Parade. You've never been to Valley Parade. No. No, we I'm had safeguarding at my school, didn't make us go to stuff like that. I um I I'm watched it there um, five or six times. Nah. It's um I went I to the theatre in Bradford. The theatre I went yeah. to in Bradford, yeah. Uh yeah. anything it's else? Oh yeah, so so the, the women's team uh, lost 4-1 to Gaines for Trinity uh, today and are out of the cup. Um, hopefully we're going to get a, a bit more on that nowadays. That is not my fault. Alfie Deans has very kindly come out and said, I will give you some reviews because I go to the games. Uh, and I only messaged him midway through the podcast to see if he was free. So uh, that's on me. Um, and we won't get a, a review. But we will be getting a review in a minute of the youth team who um, uh, beat South Shields. Uh, and I now play Nottingham Forest in the uh, f- the third round of the FA Youth Cup. Unfortunately, Nottingham Forest got to the final last year, only to lose to Man United. Uh, and apparently no one at the club cares because they haven't even tweeted about it yet. Uh, but um, they are playing Forest. <laughs> I had no idea. It only popped up in, in our London WhatsApp group that it was all going off. I had no idea. So, um, yeah, well done them. But I had no idea yeah. it was happening. Did you see the youth team? I didn't know. Uh, which has blah, blah, blah. Perfect. And the Grimsby Town Forum are here. They were at the game and could give us um, give us a quick rundown. Hello, mate. How are you? Welcome to the show. Um, lucky enough to be at South Shields and to sp- speak to Neil Woods. What was the um, general... Um, it's like we've got roving reporters. Um, um, what was the general feedback from the game uh, against the Mariners, which is weird to say? Oh, trust me, but it is weird to say Mariners versus Mariners. <laughs> Migraine and a half on that one. Um, the game was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Tackles were flying. Um, but the boys, <laughs> what a performance. Uh, Cam Gardner, the first two goals run against a play, literally. Uh, it was all South Shields, beginning of the half. But Cam Gardner, his first goal. Top left bin. <laughs> Beautiful shot. Second one came from a corner. And uh, Cam just got a touch on that one. Absolutely brilliant. Came in and beginning of the second half, I literally pulled Cam to one side and I literally went, hey, Cam, get a hat trick. Get a hat trick. He went, I'll try. And he comes on, second half, bags in a third. Unbelievable. But he gets two yellows. 
comes off, Shills gets one back. Bobby bounced back and we get another two. Um, courtesy of Grazing Giles. Two goals, puts it 5-1. Great win. But um, interviewing Neil Woods, absolutely fantastic bloke. Top guy to, to interview. Asked him, you wouldn't mind having a quick interview after the game? He went, give me 10 minutes. Give me 10 minutes and I'll give you an interview. I was like, top, top. And we did the five-minute interview and he literally went, we don't want a home game. We want an away game for the lads. But I'm having stern words with Cam Gardner. And I think Cam's going to realise you can't do stupid tackles in the second when you want a yellow. Because you're going to get sent off and the boys are going to learn. How how is Cam Guy? I haven't seen him play yet, but he's quite a coup to come to us. Um, obviously, you know, an entertaining player, shall we say, the Kevin Keegan sort of model of you know, he'll either score a hat trick or get punched in the face and then get sent off. I guess so. Um, um, does he stand head and shoulders above the rest, or was it a, a sort of a group group performance? Really, uh, it was a full on group of, group performance um, throughout. But Cam Gardner, he's six foot one. Six foot two, I think, Ooh. but he is fast, and I mean literally fast. Um, he can get in that pocket. He can make once he's in that pocket and he's got that open, and that is it. He's in on goal. He's ready to shoot. He he had about eight or nine chances um, that night. He could could have got more, like what Neil said. Could have had more goals, but. Well, he took away the match ball, 5-1 win, and Forrest, Forrest in the third round. It's got to be a good one. Absolutely. It really is. Thank you so much for coming on. And um, if you go to the Grisby Town Forum Twitter page, they've got the interview with Niels Woods pinned at the top. So it'd be well worth going to have a listen to it. Uh, and um, yeah, it'll be a long, long So Thank you so much for coming on at such last minute, mate. Really appreciate it. No problem at all. Thank you very much. Good work, lads. <laughs> Thank you, guys. See you later. Yes, pal. It's an interesting one, isn't it? How um, the youth team, I used to, when they had that run to Newcastle. Was it just it meant about that, to say you had trials once or something. <laughs> yeah, I had trials, yeah, for shoplifting. Um, <laughs> You'd have made um, it if it weren't for your knee, wouldn't you, mate? It made it from, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and the foot and the head <laughs> and general balance, hand-eye coordination, <laughs> overweight. <laughs> um, Skill, yeah. mainly. Yeah, it means um, it means the world to them. I mean, I was around the team anyway when they got towards Newcastle game, and they played Burnley as well and stuff. And it does mean the world. And they can get quite you can get quite far in this tournament if you, you know, you're organised and you get there. And um, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. But Forest, that is a difficult task. Um, I want some. Here's my story time. I'll do the Bruce thing. Shall I do the Bruce thing? Um, yeah, put, put the Markham and So we, um, I used to help record the videos for the uh, youth team uh, years ago, and um, we, um, I was living in Michigan at the time, and they said, "Oh, can you come and fill the game while we're playing at Forest?" So, yeah, no problem. Um, but we had no idea where the ground was, so they picked me up on the way into town, um, and uh, we had to stop at the Nottingham Forest Club shop with the team on the bus to ask. Um, where where we were playing (laughs) so there you go that's the story it's not as good as Bruce ones but there you are
that that is, you know, if it's not as good as Bruce, that that worries me. I, well, I thought it was a good story. It's one of my only few, apart from the. I've ever told you the one where I got locked in the uh, Findus. Yes. Yeah, there we go. I'm like an old man now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the forest game. Even, of the I, even, ground. I, even I've heard that one twice. Simon, I believe it is that it will be at the city ground because they, that they play their games there. So um, uh, when we find out more details, we'll let people know on the Twitter channel. channel did you not, sure listen, did you not listen, Simon? Did you not listen, Simon? Alex is the absolute last person to be asking that question on the evidence hey. of what he's just told us. I know where the city ground is. It's in the city, isn't it? Yeah, it's no, it's not. It's it's Thanks. in Rushcliffe. It's no. not in Nottingham. Well, it's because Meadow Lane's on one side of the river and the city ground and Trent Bridge are on the other side. Exactly. Aren't we at home, V Foresters? Bruce, Bruce said he couldn't come on and he's now just on the on the WhatsApp group. Just no, Bruce said he was under the weather and his voice was struggling. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. a joke. He's taking weird pictures of us and sending them. Do you think he, he meant to send them? He's just keeping them for his private collection. Yeah, it's going in the archive, isn't it, on this day? On this day. He's, just spamming, the, he's just spamming the WhatsApp chat. It's going on mute. Apparently we're at home, Simon, so it's not at the city ground unless there's a replay. Is that a thing? He's just sent a John... picture of his feet. Is he? Good. Um, John Lewis says, Alex is a perfect taxi driver and knows where exactly where he's going. I'll be honest, John, like the second I dropped you off, I got lost. Um, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's less than we see a Bruce normally when he gets the camera angle out and the shorts on. It's more oh, than I want to see a Bruce. Yeah, exactly. Both of them. Um, uh, there we go. Uh, I don't know anything else we need to talk about. Are we promptly wrapping this up after an hour? Well, you well we're missing... Are coming to Milton Keynes then? Are you both coming to Milton Keynes then? Are we having a, are we having a pod day out? Well, yeah, Milton Keynes in Oxford, mate. That's 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 my plans. <laughs> I'm going to be skint. Two we, games we, in we, a week, mate. Bloody hell. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be exhausting. He's going to be asking for there. And then when I'm at bloody slough... Hiya, Sam, you're all right. <laughs> well, that was the thing. We were stood near him and he didn't want to cut. He didn't even turn around until I had to be all about him. You know, he doesn't. He's him. a shit house. Jack it's brought a true. random Australian man across, uh, to the game as well, who put all of us to shame. All us Northerners should have been ashamed. He was there in his shorts and T-shirt. Um, which did was the incredible. man know he was coming to the game or did he? was he just uh, accosted and taken along to the game? I don't think he likes blue. Is this is this the ten minutes at the end of the podcast where Bruce usually has a quiz for a wagon wheel or something that we're trying? No, to this fill? is usually the part after ten minutes that Bruce gets really annoyed that we're just waffling and we should be more professional. Let's go. I've only enough want to go home. Mysteriously, mysteriously, a picture of an Indian takeaway appears in the WhatsApp group about five minutes later. Yeah. Oh, love an Indian takeaway. What did you have for lunch, Mike? Did you have a roast? I- no, no. Here, here, I've got a story now, right? So, Hang on, uh, hang on. No, don't do that because you won't hear the story. This might go, doesn't point. it, Alex? So, this <laughs> this is point. a good story. So I'm on my way back from the cricket with my lad. He's been to cricket training this morning. And we thought, what should we have for lunch? We thought, oh, we'll pop in Asda and get a cooked chicken. So when, when's it cooked chicken, Carter? £9.50 for a cooked chicken. I said, you can fuck off. We went home and we had ham sandwiches. Hang on, where where would, did you get this cooked chicken from? We didn't get it because it was nine pound fifty. But yeah, from but what Asda, shop was it? Way. Pearly Way, Asda. Do you, do you not have? Isn't there a Costco nearby? No. 
Oh, come on. You've got to have a Costco nearby. Well, Costco Sutton. Costco yeah, like Southern Macro. I was, I was on my way, but oh no, I'd gone to DFS as well. I'd gone to look for a new look, sofa. There's a Costco in there's a Costco in Croydon. I don't live in Croydon, mate. Yeah, but you were saying on Pearly Way. Pearly Pearl Pearly War Memorial Hospital's nearby. Well, it might well be, but it ain't got a cooked chicken. It does. Costco's do the best cooked chickens there are. And they're like I'll be, I'll be for the I'll be for the pearly gates. This conversation carries on. Bloody hell. Well, you look like you're ready for the pearly gates, you. You need to you need a an early night in a water bottle. Look at him. Oh, he burnt you there, Sam. That was that was awful. You know, see, that was a terrible burn. <laughs> yeah, and you, 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 you look tired. Yeah, um, get you, get yourself a Costco card. Right, so, anyway. so this, so I, I, I had a ham sandwich from that because, because I won't pay nine pound fifty for bloody cooked chicken down in the south. Oh, the south! I tell you, I'm question. Uh, bloody Frenchman on. as well. I'm questioning this because an extra large tasty chicken cooked in Asda in Farnborough is £6.50. All right. Well, I wasn't going to travel to bloody Farnborough, was I? Yeah, but it's the same shop. You're t- saying that the chicken's got one. one. You have to pay fuel to get there, though, don't you? No, but are you, are you saying that the, the chickens in Pearly have got like a, some sort of London waiting attached to them? Right. Now, if you want to actually get into the nuts and bolts of it, I think it's done by size. And by the time we got no, there, there was only still nuts and bolts in my roast. I don't want nuts and bolts in my roast chicken, mate. That sounds disgusting. Teeth wouldn't it's, cope with it. It's done by square footage of the chicken, I think. How big was this chicken? It was the Andrew, Matthews, Andrew Matthews is desperately trying to drag us back to football. Scotland are winning. No one cares about Scotland, Andrew. Everyone <laughs> yeah. more cares about roast chickens. Yeah. So, so there's a story. How many people are still, many people are still listening? We're down to about 14. Well, um, I'm not listening and I'm here. Um, hang on, I'll find out for you. Uh, 84. There you go. Well, 13 people have, have not had the pleasure of the cooked chicken story. Exactly. But um, there we go. It's uh, Costco chicken. I assume that's the new... Uh, shall we We let everyone else decide? What should we call the podcast? Because I struggle with it every week. What should it be called? I'm I'm going with uh, Costco chicken. Uh, any Anything from anyone else? Anyone from who's listening and has actually made it to the end? Maybe we should start doing this as a regular feature. You get to name the podcast. G. Apparently, G. What a name! What a name! Ben Bristow said G. I assume he said GG. Good game. <laughs> Anything from you guys? Any any creative thoughts on what we could call the podcast? Um, any creative thoughts from us? Mm. You know, it's me and Sam, right? There's not been a creative thought between us ever. <laughs> dirty, dirty snot rags. Says John Hang on Murray. a second. I sometimes I sometimes have to get a bit creative when I'm when I'm when I'm just a bit bit creative at work on, a, on an occasion when we have to when we have to defend certain policies. Oh, it's you to blame for creativeness, is it? Sorry, mate. It's you that. we can blame for all that creativeness. I don't work for CCHQ. No, but they do have a Greg's. Oh, I should have gone to Greg's, shouldn't I? They've they've got a Greg's in uh, CCHQ in Gloss in Cheltenham. Did you know that? It's amazing. Sam's like, if I say anything, do I breach the Official Secrets Act? I don't know. I don't work at CCHQ. Oh, I just like the idea that people at Greg's have to be vetted, which is quite funny. 
can I, can I have a, a CRB with your steak bait, please, sir? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I know someone. I know someone who works at Greg's. Maybe I can get him reposted down to the CCHQ one if it does actually exist. That'd be quite funny. It does exist. It does. I don't it's work like at CCHQ, wrong. mate. So I, I don't know how many times I need to repeat this. I don't work at CCHQ. If I carry on like that, people think I actually do. Well, it's every uh, week, mate. You know, we're just you know. There we go. CCHQ has a great. Yes, we are. CCHQ right, okay. Conservative campaign headquarters for those of you who don't know. Just oh, sorry, I got confused. I was um I thought you meant GCHQ. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. I, I did notice that, but I, I thought well, let's sorry. just let it ride and we can get away quickly. Let the old man, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Do a Sam segment. Why would I be talking? Why would I be talking about GCHQ, Alex? I don't know. I, I, I wasn't really listening to the beginning of the conversation, to be perfectly honest. So we, we've learned we have a basic problem with a simple alpha, alphabet here. Alpha, we we had a, we nearly had a problem alpha, saying alpha, it then. Alphabet. Alpha, alpha, alpha well, you've stopped me anyway. saying plethora, so. That's true. Right, look, so we, we're, we're dying. Can... Sam, what were you going to say? A list, of, a list of words next week that we, you can, we can use them or not. Because I quite like using like longer words. Just I tell you something. One thing we didn't talk about is uh, Sam. What was your opinion of the Palestinian flag at the Forest Green game? Which I thought was very weird. Uh, it was a surprise when it turned up. Um, and on that note, I I, 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 I don't wish to get into this debate. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. It was the at least the keeper shape flag wouldn't have been as controversial as usual. Could those players um, come back? Have the lawyers come back? No, Sam is though. <laughs> anyway, see you all later. Have a lovely time. Uh, look after each other. Don't venture into the Middle East. Uh, and uh, we shall see you all next week. Just, just general safety tips, really. More than anything, we're here to help support you. Have a safe and pleasant week. Uh, we would suggest probably not watching a town game if you want a safe and pleasant week. Mike, I was just going to say, if anybody finds a cooked chicken at Asda cheaper than nine pound fifty, can you tweet me? Thanks. Yes, please do. Let's send it in and get a Costco card, Mike. Decent chickens. And can I just say, actually, before we go, thank you to everyone who has ordered a print or some stickers. Um, slightly overwhelmed by how many people have asked for them. Uh, uh, we have printed the vast majority. We do need some more ink. So I'm just waiting on that to be delivered tomorrow. And then we'll get your orders out. Uh, at the moment, it's 25% off. So it's like £7.50 for an A4 print. So if you'd like to do do so, um, we'll put it in the uh, link on the podcast if you're downloading it. Um, and all, pro- all proceeds go to currently paying off the exorbitant price I paid for the printer. Uh, and then after that, it'll go on beers and... Um, We'll go for a drone, shall we? <laughs> Let's get a drone. Just, just for Alex, because there's no danger of Alex like Sam ever buying a pint. Funding funding the pod bilingo. John Lewis, let cook your own fucking chickens, you lazy twat. <laughs> We've not seen the price of electricity caused by the war in Ukraine and rising global energy prices. Uh, so it, these days it costs... It, this is like this weird thing that it, no, look, if you look at the graph of the kind of the... Um, the kind of economic. Oh, Sam. The list just. <laughs> anyway, let's go. That's, that's enough Graph. of that. He's on about graphs. Can we go? <laughs> yeah. See you later, guys. Bye. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, We're sorry, sorry. The last 10 minutes was shit. Open wide for some soccer! And now the shipping forecast issued by the Met Office on behalf of the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency at 1130. Go! Double one three oh.
I don't think I've ever wanted to be on a stand more than my life around there. They're going crazy. Hey, they got fair to hear the fish flying about there. There's no tomorrow. What a magnificent piece of football! It's time.